listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today from the shy like Tim Mr. Hardaway. So this is in the name of love like robbers say, before you ask me to go get a job today, can I at least get a raise on the minimum wage? And I know the government administer aids, so I guess I just pray like the minister say, Alu Akbar, we throwing some hot cars, throw things we seen on the screen that's not ours with these niggas from the hood, so they dreams not far. What it is, the dope boys is the rock stars, cause they can't cop cars without seeing cop cars. I guess they want us all behind bars. I know it. Uh, and I heard them say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Hey, welcome to the Black Altus podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And I heard them say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Oh, man. That was my first time hearing Adam Levine. And then I was like, mm. Mm, you gotta go check out Maroon 5. And the first two albums were Flames. Mm hmm. Uh, you can find this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five star reviews. We appreciate everybody that says nice things about us on the five star reviews. If they're nice, we read them on the air. You guys know we're sensitive about how we're talked to, so we love when you guys are nice like that. Yes. Um, and, uh, also you can leave feedback a bunch of other ways. You can email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. You can leave comments on our website, theblackguywhotips dot com you can vote in the polls you can leave voicemails as long as they're two minutes or less or you will get cut off 704-557-0186 thanks to everybody who takes time out to do all the different levels of feedback even if you just want to be a premium member you can go to the blackoutest.com slash premium and you can sign up to become a premium subscriber to the show you get to listen to all our premium stuff behind the paywall we are constantly working last week i believe we put out the pregame we put out balls deep sports we put out uh the nerd off we put out um a review for fear the walking dead mm-hmm. um although you know i just realized i gotta check on something after the show but yeah um, the, for all the premium people so it's like you know you, you if you if you're all filled up on the blackout tips regular material or if you just want to support the show you know you can uh do that uh you can also donate to the show and go to the blackout tips dot com and on the front hand uh front on the right hand side of the page you can just donate in any different denomination uh so we appreciate uh you know you guys that help us out like that so thank you um and you can even write in and write vaguely insulting things and call us weird and all that type of stuff uh if you want to if you want to be that kind of a fan so uh you know i wouldn't ever do that to another podcast because you know that i love and respect but you know some people do that um all right let's get into the episode we have lots of stuff to talk about um i don't even know where to start um did i already say the unofficial weapon the taser and it's sport what about Bulletball extreme okay i don't remember if i said that or not um all right let's get into the news there's all kinds of stuff happening um uh almost 800 people coming forward with child sexual misconduct allegations against the boy scouts of america good god mm-hmm. uh that's a lot that's like catholic church numbers um, and those are just not trying funny just the ones that came out imagine the people that are dead and gone they would never actually get a chance to tell their stories i'm not shocked because i don't know something about the boy scouts 
it just always felt weird to me when i was growing up like i was like who would want to do that and then also like um what kind of people want to hang around kids you know what i mean like there's a little too eager i think all scout troop leaders should be people that don't want to do it you know like if you're too eager to put on some little short shorts and hang out with kids i don't trust you dog like i'm gonna need you to be like yeah i uh i actually had plans this weekend i was really hoping to go get a beer go to the go watch a game you can come watch the kids but now i got to be out here teaching your damn kids yeah like you can come you can come watch the kids okay you don't want to do this shit you want to just go to the movies and watch like avengers fuck that shit you going on camping trip <laughs> but the dude that like couldn't wait to throw on that like uh handkerchief thing they got and all them fucking merit badges and be like i want to watch the kids you can't watch kids dog Mm-mm. your ass gotta chill you're automatically eliminated off the list you're a little too happy i don't trust nobody like being around kids i only trust people that's like fucking exasperated and tired of kids and the only people you can trust all good teachers are as good as a teacher as they are they start talking about them kids they like yeah, these motherfuckers are a headache you know i <laughs> love not. them i do i do what i can for them you know that kind of shit so um yeah on monday a lawsuit was filed against the organization after 800 former scouts came forward in recent months accusing an organization of sexual abuse that went on for nearly eight decades across the nation i am shocked it took this long because with the me too movement you know but i wonder if it took so long because some of these people boy scouts it has traditionally been for boys only correct and i wonder if you know if you have the culture of silence you have shame you have all that stuff uh some some religious uh stuff Mm -hmm. around it too and then the male ego you grow up and you just like i don't want to talk about this i don't want to identify as a victim i don't want to come forward on this who knows how many people even under this 800 number are silent and didn't come forward so this 800 number is probably just a drop in the bucket compared to what really happened of course of course and it's also for me you know when you look at it i guarantee you once everything come out they're gonna it's gonna be like the catholic church they were complicit they probably paid parents off they probably told people to be quiet like once you get down because it doesn't grow to this number and they not not be aware of some shit like that somebody somewhere up high new and just didn't give a fuck yeah so it's interesting that you know because yeah this kind of thing makes you especially when it starts with a lawsuit and it's this many people it makes you feel like there had to be a willful effort to silence and to suppress a group effort yeah um the legal action was sparked by one of the clients who claimed his scoutmaster drugged him and filled him with alcohol before sexually abusing him at a news conference on tuesday morning the lawyers announced nearly 800 other clients said they were abused and noted that more than 350 abusers did not appear in the boy scouts disciplinary files which would mean the organization did not properly vet its volunteers and that they hid information about the extent of the sexual abuse scandal of course yep because if they was public with that people would not sign their kids up for that because that's the thing i pay to be a part of this and that's like it's not like it's fucking free i pay a fee to be a part of this i'm probably paying expenses for the uniform and it's like like it, it's a lot of money pumped behind this yeah i think it, it reminds me of a college campus sexual assault statistics mm-hmm. um by which i mean um when we talk about college campus sexual assault a lot of colleges don't like reporting sexual assault on their campus Mm -mm. and so you end up with some really weird figures that don't make sense like we have thousands and thousands of students that go here no one gets sexually assaulted like very very rare like unless someone like 
hops out the bushes there is no sexual assault on our campus because they think this is us promoting our school so hey if you look at our admission numbers are you thinking about i mean not admission if you're looking at applying here and you look at our statistics or whatever you look up stuff on canvas oh virtually no sexual assault at this university wow it must be safe for my daughter to come but the, and that's how people's minds work right oh there were zero rates reported that's not how that act, number actually tells you something different which is that they are not reporting or uh policing uh yeah under reporting is still not reporting okay. so they are not reporting or they're and they're not policing and they're not um and they're not prosecuting all the sexual assaults on campus because that's the only way that number would be so fucking infinitesimal when we know some like what 40 percent some 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 astronomical number of women are like we get sexually assaulted when we go to college except at tulane university it never has happened you know and that's the backwards thinking of well if it's not reported then it didn't happen and therefore when you throw these numbers out to the public we go what a safe place no safe places are the places where they go things happen here and we handle them here are the numbers correct and when i mean underreported it's like they the number might not be zero but it ain't that high yeah you yeah you didn't let me finish my sentence that's what i was trying to say it's not uh i was i was saying that they're not reporting all of them that so un- underreported is included it's, in it's, that it's, 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 it's like they do uh one skip them three two right skip the skip skip them five right um and which is which is you know really fucked up you right. know um and i wonder how much of that is this because 800 people are suing that can't be all the people it happened to Mm-mm. um and then the fact that they felt pressure to be like well we already have a reputation we already have fears um among like what are these men gonna do to these boys out in the woods alone we already have that shit so we just won't report anything you know maybe they move people like they do with church maybe they you know quietly let people go i don't know it would not surprise me if it was fucking identical wouldn't surprise me if it's it it, it sounds like it's the same scenario a lot of parents complain and they say they know the troop leader gone he's he's off somewhere else somewhere or they quietly let them go or either instead of going to the police they went to them first thinking that they were going to do something and they never got to the police they were doing their quote-unquote internal investigation that don't mean a goddamn thing yeah so um that that that's sad news um in good news new zealand had um a mosque get you know uh there was a mass shooting at a mosque 51 people died 49 were injured right mm-hmm. horrible thing to happen um so since then they had a um buyback program for firearms um as of right now 10,242 firearms have been turned in since that program began last month one shooting one shooting hey you can come you can have my gun one (laughs) i can't even imagine that in america i can't even imagine starting that program in america the only time i've seen buyback programs for guns has been when they have been talking about black on black crime mm-hmm. i've never seen buyback programs that are just about getting guns out of the hands of white people you know i've only seen it when it's like 
you know like like a uh, big boy said in that atlanta rhyme where it's like uh they don't gave back their guns for some tickets to the playoffs but the hornets they won basically the in atlanta hey hey uh black people we'll we'll give you some tickets to the nba playoffs if you uh give us your guns stop killing each other give you gun meanwhile you got motherfuckers running out here with ar-15s with bump stocks on them and shit like that and they're not giving no one's selling their guns back now the other part of this is a buyback program isn't necessarily going to give you market value for your gun Mm -mm. so therefore well we're not talking about i'm getting my investment back these are people who were so shaken and moved and scared by the death that happened that they said i will give my gun back for less money just to get it off the streets we don't have that wherewithal in america at all we're so numb to this at this point like even if you own a gun right now there's people listening to this right now that own a gun you at no point did you think about i would like to get rid of my gun and get it to give it to you know an organization that will get rid of it and you know or, or if you do you're not giving them all up you'd be like here's one of my here's my cheap gun or my gun i've owned for years yeah whatever i'm just saying mm-hmm. just to i'm talking to, not about the that but just like the, the 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 movement of your spirit to be like oh no no no, no i no. don't want the, you're right we need to get rid of guns starting with mine no. ain't nobody doing that shit here not in america no no we love guns too much so yeah i just i saw that um you know they and i think they do that program yearly and but this year of course it, it just you know jumped up somewhat because people was like uh this, this is insane we can't have this here when that's i just can't picture us getting there Mm-mm. uh tennessee is going to push for a total abortion ban with sites on the supreme court we knew this was coming uh several states have done this um after struggling to pass a six-week abortion ban earlier this year tennessee lawmakers are now considering one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the country a total ban on the procedure because they think they have the numbers in the supreme court they think the supreme court will hear it it's trump supreme court and um the roe versus way was never settled science it was never over for people Mm-mm. people just got people just got complacent and stopped fighting they think people think rights are unassailable like they're these things that are written in stones and i think a lot of that is because we as americans don't have a broad view of history because we're not very well educated on history Mm-mm. nope and that's why black and brown and marginalized people going nigga we had to fight for our rights and the rights we got they aren't really rights depending on how they're applied so we know shit could be taken away from you and you have a lot of white population going well it's just law Mm-mm, y'all just got uh marriage equality and they like the fuck is marriage equality fuck this what do you mean black and brown people have always knew that when it comes to these rights we have to constantly fight for our rights yeah and i guess well, i'm trying to understand how the marriage equality coming to it that's not just a white people thing that's everybody no, no. The, the the reason why i say marriage equality because mm-hmm. a lot of white people not uh, not all but you know in the group a lot of white people say yay marriage equality and they assumed that this shit was written in stone everything changed and now they're challenging that too so a lot of people are dealing with some of the challenges of the things that they thought quote unquote were written in law kind of piggyback on what you oh you saying. mean just are you saying just within the lgbt community or because i've, I've no, ju- 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 like marriage what? equality 
that's not i don't know i guess i'm saying i guess it's not necessarily just a white people thing for marriage equality no it's not no no you see what i'm saying like yes and i completely understand it i'm not saying that from my perspective when it comes to marriage equality there were a lot of people that fought for this in the mix of marriage equality there were a lot of white people that didn't care about the brown and brown black people's issues in the lgbt community they just only fought for marriage equality and they wanted the numbers for marriage equality um and then once it got to the point where it passed they stopped fighting they didn't want to fight for these other things okay in addition i to think that. okay i think you're saying like gay people that were white because that can't be everybody there's mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm, white people mm-hmm, that don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about marriage equality of course um and are against right. it which is why they are willing to repeal it I, correct I, um and then within that the of that i think it's a different type of privilege though because with when we were talking about marriage equality and the people that felt like we crossed this finish line it's over the only people i really saw promoting that were were just the g the lesbians and gays within the community that were like shut the fuck up about this trans shit we got what we wanted that's not a white thing there's a lot you can be you can be that way in black i mean we know the dude that just did the it's above me was was like that yeah and that motherfucker was gay as hell but he was on some like fuck trans people shit so i don't i don't what i'm saying what what i'm saying is different than than just that you know what i'm saying like i'm not like that's within that community and i'm sure that whiteness had something to do with it as well but i'm saying like of things that people feel is settled like settled science settled like roe v wade uh voting rights act um a bunch of shit not just stuff in the last like 10 years i'm talking about decades right it can all go away none of this shit is permanent and 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 that's my point uh and 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 i and 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 i'm talking about white people how can i say this well just well we just scratch white but i'm going white people because a lot of them from from me from what i seen on social media as far as like the face of this well, white people, the face of marriage equality, marriage equality, marriage equality, all I, and, and I'm not saying no brown people felt the same way. I'm just saying from what I seen and the way it was pushed and promoted across the board, it was a lot of white people out the woodwork sprinkling shit in the air talking about, yay, marriage equality. But in the, but the second the shit passed, it was like, okay, fuck it. And so they assumed this shit would be written in law and they assumed that Hillary Clinton would go again and, and like they made these assumptions and this shit isn't in law. It, because people have such short term memory. A lot of times it don't have to take 10 to 15. You can take five years and people think it's written in stone nowadays. And, and it's like just because it passed and just because it went your way don't mean it cannot be overturned. Yeah, I guess I'm just hesitant to put that on the gay community, this whole thing about white people being the face because um i don't know it feels like it erases all the people that we know that um not just know but just the people within that those movements that aren't white people that were also you know celebrating those victories and also pushing those things you know like i'm sure white privilege plays a part in people that white privilege plays a part in everything you know but i don't know i just don't want to concede that to because i what the reason i'm saying that a lot of people use that to knock gay people and to separate black people to say stuff like oh you know the uh if we could just get together like the gay people do 
we will have a better pr black people wouldn't even have to deal with this when somebody say something bad about gay people they and they do that to equate like white privilege with gayness to be like see these people are the face of this so therefore it's you see what i'm saying like they're taking they're giving more credit to whiteness over there and 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 i do and i and i and i I completely understand that and if anybody thought that i'm not erasing black i understand that blackness is a part of it it's included in it and black people were happy too that this shit went on but we even the people in the lgbtq community knew that that was not the end of the road we had to continue to fight and a lot of these people that was pushing it because of their privilege stopped fucking fighting and that's the thing here people stopped fighting because of their privilege they got in they got settled they got we assumed that this thing was going to always be here and it's not now all of a sudden people are going what we got to fight again why is this going back up to the supreme court why are they fighting these laws like like that's my point um my point is the privilege to it not actually to um um, and I'm equating it because to me it is the same you know once you get down to it because the way society works like I said it don't have to be a long time once something gets to the Supreme Court and get passed uh, the general populace because they, they don't know and then don't understand civics assumes that once it's passed there that's it there's nothing else to do in this law and can't nobody challenge it or overturn it or none of that so my thing is that's in, in my opinion that that's kind of what happened in both of these cases in my opinion people got complacent they just assumed that it was what it was and we were always going to have these rights but brown people in any group selection understand we always had to fight for anything the right to vote the right the right to yeah. be free like we always had to fight. Now, so, I, I i get that um i see what you're saying now you didn't when i asked you this at first you you said no but what you did mean was the white people within that community correct you like you you're trying to say whiteness overall but when you brought up that specific point about marriage equality you you meant the white people that in that community and i do understand that, and i do agree yeah it's it's, it's easy like it is easier within any community any marginalized community if there are white people in it it's easier for us as black people to understand the erosion of rights innately because we just have consistently had to fight for our rights no matter what right and for white people it's easier to take it for granted whether you know whether they're in the community or not like that like it's just part of their whole makeup of but i have these inalienable rights i you know i have what about my first amendment what about we have we don't have any of our amendments we don't have any of our rights acknowledged all of our op- rights are optional in this country so yeah i totally get what you're saying i just wanted to be clear because like i you know i didn't understand right away oh no problem and also um, and i know for a lot of black people it's very frustrating but i understand how some white people once they get quote-unquote woke and aware mm-hmm. they get this shock like it's mm-hmm. it's like a shock to their system when they realize that your rights don't mean a motherfucking thing to these other white people i'm white you're white what do you mean my and and you they did a lot of sadness and disappointment when they realized the fuck is this but this is something that niggas been dealing with for a very 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 long time brown and marginalized people been having to fight this battle for a very long time yeah the only thing i would um only caveat i would have though is that on a lot of this stuff um black people join in brown people join in it's not just us it's not just um like it just depends on what type of privilege so correct if it's um like they're 
a perfect example there's a lot of uh people that um you know we talk about all the time of voting we understood the voting rights act gets get struck down with all gerrymandering all this shit and we still have very vocal prominent uh, not not just a handful but black people saying don't vote you know so that's not just a white person thing like anyone can get caught up in america taking some shit for granted of course anyone and i think that like white people are obviously more predisposition to do it but anyone of any level of privilege if you're in a certain class you know mm-hmm. if you got like certain type of shit you just see these people and you're like yo what kind of shit are you on right now this ain't even real life and i think um this tennessee abortion ban speaks volumes because hey 53 percent right like we know white women voted for this motherfucker and this is the kind of end result of that voting and yes it's going to restrict their own rights right but that's how much racism appealed to these white women they would rather gamble on their fucking uh right to choose that is so like it's so insane to me but it in the context of history is not insane it's, it's right in line with america but damn it's just so it's like how fucking far do you have to come to realize you just ain't going nowhere with, with some of this shit because it's like damn y'all they're going to just throw the bill out there you can't get an abortion all the people that will be affected by this shit you know there's gonna be obviously there's gonna have to be court injunctions someone's gonna probably have to be the person to sue if mm-hmm. not an organization's gonna have to sue mm-hmm. all with the whole chess game of this going to the supreme court because there's no at no point do they actually intend to enforce this they Mm-mm. they intend until it's in the supreme court and then they want to make it the law of the land and if they can right. get if they can get one of these challenges to the supreme court and, and upheld or i mean uh one of these laws upheld that will set off a fucking cavalcade of just different uh states putting in like a okay now it's our turn now it's our turn and it's so uh sad and regressive but um it was predictable i guess is my my ultimate thing and and like you said black people brown people marginalized people those of us that are pay attention that pay attention and talk about these things we knew right we because because that's the thing for for us is life and death like we marginalized people don't have the option of not fucking knowing like right. you might not understand everything but you do understand basic shit that directly impacts your goddamn everyday life you don't have the option of just not knowing because right. not knowing could mean you be arrested not knowing could mean you die not knowing could mean affect your children and the people around you the, the the lack of knowledge so even if you don't know you'll ask somebody that you know know this shit you know that's why you have a lot of older people that might ask younger people out there you know what does this law mean what does this mean you know to kind of keep them educated and sometimes some of the old people know more than us because sometimes they got the time to actually educate themselves when you actually trying to live your life and inform you on it so it's like we're good at informing each other about these things and how they directly impact you and the the the, the thing that you kind of emphasize on the thing that's kind of devastating is that is whiteness over everything and 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 that's the that's the sad part about it uh because if you could get white people to understand that white people are tricking white people 
you know and actually the person you the, the person that not a billionaire are actually in the same boat as me but as long as they can continue the illusion that you're better and you continue to buy in this is the end result yeah it's, i mean basically with white folks it's, it's only like three groups it's the people that are up on game and they realize what's going on and um you know they're doing their best to try to like fight against it very very small group Mm -hmm. then you have a bunch of people that are just they don't see the game and they don't give a fuck and they don't and like they like they don't give a fuck they don't see the game they don't understand and they're kind of stupid right they just they think all this shit is just happening with just somehow just miraculously and you know and they believe the news and they believe all the shit that uh, you know they used to be fucking uh, anyway I, i'm about to go on a tangent on that book again but um then the then the other group is just the motherfuckers that are complicit and willfully complicit and they push racism and all this shit against us so you know those are like the only three groups of white folks and i think voting brings that out right you have your people that willfully vote for like trump and they really want to see him win because they're all in on this white supremacy shit they don't give a fuck about losing cold jobs or any of that shit Mm -mm. they care about him making black people feel scared making immigrants feel scared making trans people feel scared making gay people feel scared that's what they voted for they voted for him to put everyone back in line after eight years of uh obama they need him they need us back in line and then uh and if that sacrifices their right to have a child or not have a child to decide that so be it if that sacrifices their cold jobs fuck it if they're not gonna be able to get uh if cars and all these companies are gonna start moving out of manufacturing now if tariffs are gonna do, uh, be fucked up and your farm's gonna go under they're willing to pay that cost 100 percent. yes they are because i online today they were saying that america lost like one is uh a lot of farmers are going to be affected because china was like oh some of them crops we're not buying them crops because of the tariffs so billions of dollars all of a sudden ain't going to these farmers because of these fucking tariffs yeah and then you you know and then you have obviously the white people that um are the quote-unquote woke white people and shit but it's just not that many of them nope. that's just the real talk like there mm-hmm. are white people that vote democrat that don't actually give a fuck about us like Come on, they might nah. care about some other shit which mm-hmm. is you know uh one of the things i like about the democratic party uh everybody always shits on the democratic party but i like the democratic party because it's the most american of the parties like it makes more sense it's no we don't agree on everything but these sets of issues if we can kind of bring people together on some of it you need some people from my part my my group to come join your group like that's actually america mm-hmm. america isn't this fucking republican side of it where it's just like we all agree white men over everything like there's those people who are willing to sacrifice everything and then there's people on the other side that you know for all the headache that they have they are a much better party they are much better uh people despite all the shit despite um you know the human failings of any group of people i would much rather be on that side of things than the fucking white people over everything side uh at least of the choices we have right now but yeah there's a lot of white people that you know they might not be like that's why i'm always kind of finding it funny when like the criticism of a white politician is they white it's like yeah no fucking shit you know what i mean like like okay you know what i mean and if it was a black person guess what they gonna have some shit you don't like too like agree no one person gonna harness all the fucking beliefs of everybody dog so we gotta get over that part of it but yeah it's, it's so interesting to see like how much 
it's like republicans are put into the test to be like how much would you sacrifice for white supremacy and yeah it's a lot um uh, they out there like they knows everything uh let's see what else happened um uh you know what let's get into some uh some gay news y'all so lgbtq news i mean um oh wait was spotify gonna work today to this question you have the answer so tell me what I want to know do you want to funk do you want to funk won't you tell me now won't you tell me now if you want to funk let me show you how do you want to funk with me do you want to follow with me all right lgbt time guys lots of stuff happening uh some good a lot bad we'll see what we can do um uh let's see where can we start um a model who worked for fenty and mark jacobs falsely comes out as trans what why would you do that a model who previously worked for mark jacobs and rihanna's fenty fashion line is facing a furious backlash for falsely claiming to be a transgender woman after coming under fire for posting transphobic comments on social media god damn it carissa pinkston who was thought to be based in new york first landed herself in the center of a sensational controversy when she was called out for posting transphobic remarks on her facebook page including statements that read being transgender does not make you a woman then in the wake of a hard fire reaction from other social media users carissa who was posted under the name rissa danielle danielle um came out as transgender and what has now been revealed as a shocking lie she made in an attempt to stop criticism of a previous post what why hmm. wow 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 um hmm that is a new one that is a new one that that i don't think i've ever seen that one before all the things that people have to deal with and you can motherfucking lie about it why would you play like that right people die and get beat in the street every day and you gonna goddamn lie about like it's some fucking game just to get twitter off your ass right yeah um at the time of falsely coming out carissa wrote 
i wasn't ready to come out about it yet but today i got fired and i've been receiving hate mail and death threats ever since so i'm being forced to tell the truth i'm transgender so you said some shit they got you fired wow wow this is no actually no it's not even the same this is i've never heard this before yeah i was gonna say it was like kevin spacey but it's actually not kevin spacey is gay he just tried to use it as a distraction from the horrible shit he's accused of right this is this this is even worse you you made that part up too made it up carissa restaurants how her agency elite model manager dropped her over transphobic facebook posts after they were revealed to the public this inspired her to come out falsely as transgender in a statement on instagram i transitioned at a very young age and i've lived my life as a female ever since she claimed at the time i've been very it's, it's been very hard to keep this secret but what i said about trans women is a direct reflection of my inner insecurities and i have since come to realize that i am a woman we all are the statement has since been deleted this is so that's so insulting yes it is it's like if a a, a comedian got caught doing a blackface and then when they brought it up there's like i found out i'm one eighth black guys hey uh you can't come on guys and, and you know what it, <laughs> it, and it makes me think and we talked about it and everybody got, we got words now we got words we got things. the words like like i i hate to harp on that yeah but we got the words can be good and we got the words can be bad yeah, like she we mimicked. got the words because she was like oh y'all gonna fire me over some mm-hmm. bullshit so i'm gonna make you feel bad for firing me you were wrong mm-hmm. let me mimic trans people who come out right. and and see if i perform that if y'all would leave me alone and get my job back and shit but the backlash only continued for carissa as multiple models in the industry revealed she was lying about her gender identity and she's always been a female alice williams a model who previously worked with carissa for nike was one person who specifically called carissa out for lying to her followers i've seen baby pictures of carissa i've seen her fully naked i've been around this woman long enough to fully know her Elise wrote in a comment we have many trans friends this conversation would have definitely been brought up she further pushed her statements by saying she was pro-trans but would not allow carissa to lie to people a few days following the now deleted comment uh coming out statement carissa apologized for claiming to be transgender i apologize for any transphobic remark i ever made towards the trans community she wrote adding i panicked and i thought if i came out as trans that i could somehow make things better for myself but it appears i've only made things worse i'm truly sorry i'm only 20 and i'm human i make mistakes but i refuse to let them define me i hope you all can forgive me and move on from this because i'm so much more than this incident and i'm not a coward the apology has also been deleted <laughs> okay okay hold up though hold up i do want to say um this is also the danger of living on social media like that right because it became so important to her to get them off her ass that she just fucking did whatever it took which made it much fucking worse like the original offense fucked up but let's be frank a lot of people a lot not just her a lot of people have said or done something transphobic out of either ignorance out of uh or, or just plain meanness and stupidity transphobia whatever it is transphobia is not that uncommon Mm-mm. people might try to maybe on your social media you can make it into this like uh scarlet letter and transphobic people just aren't around you but outside that's cool that, but in life in general there's a right. lot of transphobia something that i would imagine even if it offends you just like racism offends me there's a certain tolerance that i have for racism where i'm like 
in order for me to survive i have to navigate this racist ass world so i'm not actually like burning down everything over the sign when i see something racist all the time right you probably could have been forgiven for your initial comment when you got exposed or whatever if you would have come out and been like yo listen i said that shit it was fucked up right i should i had no fucking business even talking about that shit um i i don't feel that way now if that if that's how you don't if you if you have evolved as you claim and all this shit boom you could have did it that way you know would have made it a lot easier to believe you once you compound it with the lie which almost mocks trans people like on some if i only we can say that word type shit now i can't believe you i wish i could but i honestly can't believe within that next two days you came full circle and you're now extremely sorry and you're like only time will tell if you are sorry and if you're gonna do better but not within 48 hours do i believe you have had a full realization of i feel it feels like your lie wouldn't float because people other famous people called your ass out and then you had to take it back yes true only time will tell and the thing about social media and i will continue to say this social media and real life are two different genres almost Mm -hmm. there are some things in social media that affect real life there are some things in real life that affect social media yes but overall the bubbles are different because there are some shit that happens online and people that are online that we think is life or death you talk to somebody that ain't on social media they'll be like who the fuck is that i don't know and i don't care like that's the reality of it and people don't want to accept this so when you deal on social media with these no apology ass niggas online yes they're gonna ride you and no matter what you say it will not be sufficient yeah but you can also say shit that makes it worse correct as she did and and, then like this wasn't even just a matter of like because we talk about all the time this wasn't just social media unforgiveness Mm -mm. this was you being like it's like you got caught saying blackface and tried to make up for it by saying nigger like what that's way worse like you just made it worse you like people might have understood not everybody some people would have been mad i get that but some people people might have understood more if you was like yo i said that and i i'm sorry i fucked up because then you know what will happen her friends and her community around her that ha- that know her now if she really has changed or whatever will be like yeah she doesn't act like that around me she doesn't talk like that you know we've been friends i didn't even know she said something like that and you know move it from there as opposed to what she did now which is a woman that um is her friend euphoria's act euphoria actress hunter schaefer who was transgender basically said um yeah i'm we not cool no more and carissa was like yeah she stopped speaking to me i lost a friendship over this i tried calling and she wouldn't pick it up uh, i hate to do this because this doesn't concern her but me, but me being quote-unquote transformic is stupid as shit when i love trans people carissa wrote fuck these haters trying to make me look bad i've been friends with hunter before all these comments and now she won't even talk to me you don't know what it's like to lose all your friends behind a misunderstanding yeah she didn't learn shit man right that that and and, that, and she that, still thinks she's the victim and that boils down to you living in that social media world because the reason why she panicked and lied and and, and, and kind of you know added to it is because of social media like you know she felt like she had to respond she felt like she had to clean it up mm-hmm. that pressure you know online pressure the pressure you would not get in real life you know I, mean? Mm-hmm. I mean not that you wouldn't get in real life of course people would get on your ass in real life too but it's one of those things where 
is the, is not the same if you are not consistently in these bubbles well you know what it is though she was trying to win the internet correct and there's no winning when you fuck up Mm-mm. you know but she tried to win the internet and that i mean it sounds like she's just i mean i know 20 is really young and shit yes, but it, it just sounds like she just tripled down on being a terrible person um in the yeah. course of this shit and that's why she's losing stuff my friend this transgender isn't speaking to me because of the shit i did woe is me the right fuck is this? right she still made herself the victim in all this so so it's hard to believe she has really any understanding of the impact of Correct. what she said and that she's just deleting stuff just to try to get out of this she also um deleted all the comments about it and she started just posting pictures of her modeling pictures on her instagram and stuff uh to basically just you know to post through act like it didn't did happen she disable the comments i don't know if she could if she did that or not i just know you know because anytime it posts people people gonna be on the ass because it right. is online so yeah um she had a booming modeling career going before the post but i don't know we'll see if she can and then because nobody gets canceled maybe somebody will hire her anyway it's just that industry has so many um so much well you know what it's a lot of gay but not a lot of trans so come on she might be all right she might be all right there might be people that's like i actually don't give a fuck about trans people go ahead and um come work for me as a model yes you know so who knows but that's terrible man um let's see what else he got here um uh disney features first teenage gay couple in andy mac series finale the disney channel is apparently breaking barriers by featuring the first teenage gay couple on the show andy mac um according to pink news a revolutionary moment occurred during the show series finale when the ca- character cyrus goodman confessed to one of his ca- classmates tj kippen that he had a crush on him from the from the report is there anything else you want to tell me cyrus asked tj replies yeah and asked the same the same question yes cyrus says before reaching out and holding tj's hand as if that wasn't enough the pair also sang along to lady gaga's lgbtq plus acceptance anthem born this way in the episode the show ended its third season which will reportedly be his last so the relationship will not develop any further andy mack has consistently pushed lgbt representation on the show beginning in 2017 when the character cyrus goodman confessed to a friend that he liked another boy earlier this year the show broke new ground when cyrus said the words i'm gay becoming the first disney character to do so Hmm. uh shout out to the fact that um this was happening and um i didn't even know about it which is actually kind of dope that uh because i'm assuming the reason we didn't really know about it is because it wasn't that much outrage that it took over everything Mm-mm. because ta-da some kids is gay and they would like to tell you they'd like to see themselves represented on tv the same way anytime i saw a black character i glommed onto it on every fucking show i watched like ooh, a black person like i'm sure if you're gay like this world that disney and nickelodeon and all these places that are for kids have created where there's just no gay people like what is that telling you about yourself right at the tuesday night's episode aired people responded to the representation rather enthusiastically on social media with some fans calling for a spin-off show centered on the relationship this scene is going to be so important for so many kids growing up watching this right now they'll get to look back at, at this and think this show let me know that i will be okay said one twitter user in a viral tweet actor joshua rush who plays cyrus said guys gals and nb pals i can now tell you tyrus in game canon and confirm 
uh honored to be a, a part of such a groundbreaking show i hope my character can inspire people to to be proud of who they are and love who they love said actor luke mellon who played tj um andy mack creator terry minsky said in a statement back in april after disney announced the show's cancellation that she was honored to push lgbt representation in such a big way we were his first serialized show his first series centered around an asian american family and his uh first to feature lgbtq character who spoke the words i'm gay said minsky but the best part of making andy mack was our audience who let us know we mattered to them and the series finale is for them uh, of course andy mack is not the first disney channel show to feature a gay couple that occurred in 2014 with the show good luck charlie when it was revealed that a character had a lesbian mom couple in the storyline parents and amy and bob duncan uh set up a play date for preschooler charlie and one of her new friends when the kid arrives the duncans learn that charlie's pal has two moms that's fine but the potential new friendship is put to the test as one mom chats with amy and the other is stuck listening to bob's dull stories oh sitcoms never change <laughs> uh so yeah man good that's that's dope i think that's dope too bad it's the series finale or whatever but that might also have been like them testing the waters being like well these motherfuckers can't cancel us now right you know like <laughs> what y'all gonna be mad y'all gonna call disney and say cancel the show but if it wasn't that harsh of a reaction to it, it also makes me feel like hopefully that means the next show that picks up the torch won't be scared anymore agreed like oh these this show already did that so we don't got to go through all that hey we starting off these people is gay all right let's go like no no more like well we gotta oh, what if we get canceled well they didn't cancel um uh andy mack so boom let's go yeah what what about the hundred moms on the million mom uh, uh chart list you know yeah. the, the million moms but about about 200 of them 150 right but they claim it's a million right and i also appreciate in that story that it wasn't like that last oh the first time we did some gay shit was this episode like nah it's it's we've been doing gay shit okay we just we, we just going out the gayest nigga now what kids be gay and they be liking each other peace <laughs> all right um let's see taylor swift talk supporting the lgbtq community i can't imagine what my fans in the lgbtq community lgbtq community might be thinking she's opening about uh why she's speaking out in support of the lgbtq community the past few months swift has been publicly showing her support for the lgbtq she recently endorsed a pro lgbtq politician uh created a petition to change the equality act and released a video called you need to calm down that highlights the lgbtq community some speculated that swift was a conservative particularly after her silence during the 2016 presidential election some fans feel her seemingly newfound feelings towards the community are new but <laughs> how you gonna that's that uh that's a pretty uh loaded uh sentence there uh, ah, i didn't know so it's new word it's seemingly new uh some people think it's new you just said it was new uh, <laughs> sorry that's hilarious right um but it was her interview with vogue where the songster spoke about her uncomfortable moment with her friend hashtag Tyderick hall who uh that made her want to get more involved 
maybe a year or two ago todrick and i are in the car taylor said and he asked me what would you do if your son was gay and according to taylor the question shocked her the fact that he had to ask me shocked me and made me realize that i had not made my position clear enough or loud enough if my son was gay he'd be gay i don't understand the question swift said to vogue that if her friend wondered if she was anti-gay then her fans might have too if he was thinking that i can't imagine what my fans in the lgbtq community might have been thinking it was kind of devastating to realize that i hadn't been publicly clear about that she added swift change has greatly impacted voter registration and her change.org petition has more than half a million signatures well good for her you know um i also think um taylor swift's such an instant uh interesting case study because mm-hmm. people have have uh, and i mean this on both people that hate her people that love her um have made her like this very symbolism of whiteness of white womanness and i don't know that she fits all the boxes that people want to put her in so they can hate her or love her but it don't stop people from doing it like Mm-mm. you had straight up white supremacists being like mm-hmm, taylor swift that's that's bae that's that's what a perfect woman is right there and that's my tall milk magnesium right and even with her personal politics or songs and all this shit not fitting that mold of like yeah it's all about white white power over here people was like yep she down with it unless she say she not you know which is to me kind of was always kind of a stretch anyway but then even when she started to which is one of the reasons i try not to get into hating people specifically because when she started to make changes and be more bold and more like okay let me be more outspoken about this because i'm not on these people's side you still have people that hate her that don't want to let that be true of course which is bonkers to me we don't know these people Mm-mm, they don't want to give a, a power a, a illusion or a power of somebody you don't fucking know you don't know these people y'all yeah but nah it's i don't know it's like i don't know when it happened specifically but at some point like it really became a divisive issue just bringing up taylor swift which is i don't know i I, that's that's so much to put into one person and and from at least to my knowledge and we've covered a lot of the shit that has been controversial around her a lot of the shit that uh has made big major news around her i don't find her to be like this evil motherfucker like i know for a long time people were calling her darth becky and shit like that i'm not saying she's a great person Mm -hmm. i'm not saying she has never fucked up either nope but i just don't find it to be like this like when i think of fucked up white women she doesn't come to my mind at the top of the list like no it's a lot there's a lot there's a lot worse yeah like lena dunham is worse to me you know what i mean like there's a lot there's a lot of white women i'm just like okay that person is just really fucked up and trash uh you know fucked up like don't want to change don't ever don't you know but she just never did that for me but i do think the symbol of her matter of fact this is a perfect time to get into this because i was going to mm-hmm. talk about this i was going to talk about this anyway um so there's another article for her where she used in this interview and she talked about how um essentially how she felt being canceled following the kim kardashian feud right and canceled in quotes because she wasn't actually canceled does she she's not saying i te- i don't no one will buy my music i'm canceled i can't make money she's not saying that she's still torn and all that shit but she was saying like the deluge of like internet hatred 
like got to her even somebody as famous as that someone as, right. someone that people would feel is above like reproach like you're too famous to be feeling fucked with by the internet but she she did because i think all these people do um we're fooling ourselves thinking that fame and and money and celebrity actually stops people from having feelings that's not what happens uh so many people think that you can tell by the way they respond it's a lot of like dead famous people that took themselves out because they they couldn't hack it they couldn't handle this shit like it's way deeper than people think but anyway so she was saying that um it was a vogue cover story and she was talking about you know feeling like she got bullied after that um that incident you know um and a lot of people you know canceled taylor swift the snake snake emoji things that was going on on her feed on instagram and twitter and stuff a lot of people was on some like yeah fuck her she's the worst all this stuff and i remember when we covered that during the show being like yeah but i can see her point it just don't matter because y'all don't like her so we laughing at it but correct when the kanye shit happened specifically how do you remember it happening like do you remember um like i feel like most people remember it as her saying i never heard this song i never talked to him he uh he just made this out of nowhere and then they put out a tape like aha bitch we we talked to you this is us on the tape make getting your approval of the song and that's how most people remember it or seem to take it and i think that's because they don't like her right correct but that's not what happened what happened was um he got part of the lyrics approved from her and he was like yeah it's a i'm gonna make this joke it's in the song it's just it's just kind of a funny thing we're friends now so i can say it and it's uh i'm gonna say i feel like we still might have sex you know because you know like you know because i mean and he didn't even say the second line he said um uh to all my south side niggas that know me best i feel like me and taylor might still have sex and she was like okay yeah because people it's a joke people get that it's you know funny then when the song came out and the video he it was <laughs> to all my south side niggas that know me best i feel like taylor swift i think he even said owe me sex actually let me look up these lyrics um um uh, real quick because i want to be meticulous here um and then the second part of it though i do know off the top of my head is made that bitch famous uh which he did not say to her on the phone and did not try to explain to her and that she and, was actually already famous y'all yeah and if and if people feel like that would not make you feel differently i i mm, you might be lying yeah okay he said might have sex okay cool cool just want to make sure um but yeah so you you know you would be lying if if i said we're gonna make a joke about you on the show it's gonna be like this and you're like cool and i say okay i got your approval then on the show i add some name calling to the shit you might feel differently about the shit like hold up then of course the video comes out and it's like a naked taylor swift look-alike in the bed with him and all this shit keep in mind this is the nigga that bum rushed the stage when she won her award and told her you know basically said beyonce had the better video or whatever because he was drunk and made the moment all about her and all this shit i mean all about him and all this shit um in a way that i'm sure even beyonce didn't want him to do that shit you know um so it's kind of interesting to see people like immediately be like nah taylor swift is exposed i'm like nah that didn't really prove 
anything like it just more proved that she it more proved to me that she was actually a good sport about part of it and he had to as kanye does take it too far now this is one of the only times you actually see niggas go still defend kanye west was i find amazing because they don't fuck with him on any level other than with this taylor swift shit and kim kardashian they love like in this situation love kim kardashian love kanye west meanwhile make america great again coons best friends of trump all terrible candace owens all this type of shit uh mental health is no excuse when it comes to kanye all that shit but when it comes to this they fuck with him heavy and it's fuck taylor swift over everything right so that's one of the things um and like i said go revisit it i actually went and did the research this weekend to look up all the clips again to be like wait i don't remember it happening the way people say and i'm like oh that's why because it didn't happen the way people keep saying it did um the other thing people say that i find interesting is they go well she always playing victim right and um specifically she's always playing victim in her songs i don't listen to her songs so if y'all if that's what she do then cool i don't you know who else always playing victim in they song mary j blige i don't give a fuck i they some jams they some bops she can write she can sing about a nigga doing her wrong a hundred fucking times and i'm gonna and i'm gonna always be on mary's motherfucking side period so and i know so like there's certain examples that i started thinking of that like when it's black people we cool with it that i'm like what so then this isn't actually an issue it's only an issue when it's her right you know so like that whole like why you always blaming men for your fucked up relationship it's whole fucking genres of music of this what? yeah that's what a lot of people do not to mention i thought y'all said men was trash we believe in the men now right so all the men in the taylor swift relationships they was the good ones she was fucked up there was it was all her fault um so that's also kind of weird that 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 i saw people that like tried to make that kind of excuse of like well it's because she always being a victim but let's talk about that when has she been a victim well obviously kanye busting that but busting up on that stage she was she didn't do anything wrong Mm-mm. and i think what happened was the backlash to kanye was so strong and black people are so protective of black men specifically mm-hmm. that they wanted to coddle him through that whole scenario and be like it's not his fault somehow that's how we always feeling this shit like that when later as kanye continues to be a jackass and an asshole we still want to hold on to that moment as righteous nah he was fucked up for that like we would not have been okay with that with any black celebrity like if if that would have been um some other if that would have been scissor and someone did that shit we would be like man what the fuck you know no matter what no matter how we even if the the other person could have been uh adele and if a scissor would have won some shit over adele and somebody bust the stage talking about adele the greatest of all time we'll be like man fuck that person that bust the stage fuck adele fuck everybody associated with this shit you know so i feel like that's a weird thing to say she wasn't a victim in that situation i think she was um another time um when she got groped by that radio dj and took his ass to court for one dollar just on the principle of the shit like that's iconic status like that's some shit that like uh you know like i respect the fuck out of that like that's putting your shit where your mouth is where you're like no 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 you're not gonna disrespect me and i'm not lying and i'm like if i gotta go to court to prove this i'll go to fucking court 
i'll make the time as taylor swift to take your ass to court because get your motherfucking hands off me now when are we ever on the side of that guy in any other situation we people was ready to fight they was ready to fight when omari hardwick um tried to kiss beyonce on the mouth during a hug they was ready to fight mm-hmm. but this dude groped this woman we, it's oh it's no big deal right and i get it most people morality only goes as far as they like somebody or don't like somebody come on that's where it stops and ends but let's go through these scenarios because like i said it's kind of it, it's not making sense to me to hate this woman this fucking hard um and i'm gonna get to the things i think she's fucked up on eventually but let's go through these first um so yeah you got the groping incident right she also stood up for artists when she said i'm taking my music off of streaming platforms they don't pay us enough taking my shit and selling it on apple you can buy my album until then fuck y'all and that helped a lot of artists out you know um that was like uh that that like uh then in the wake of that you have spotify paying more you have title paying more you have apple streaming like a lot of people benefited from the one of the biggest artists being like "Mm mm-mm you know which is a power move to me that's you know almost as powerful as beyonce and jay being like let's take title and put our shit on there you can't get it nowhere else and we're going to empower artists we're going to pay more like that's some real shit but because it was her doing it we're not supposed to respect that power move i get it um let's see i have more uh there was another thing too where um yeah because they say she's not you know she she doesn't speak up for enough issues and all this stuff um well i remember when demi lovato was uh shitting on taylor swift online calling her fake feminist and all this shit she don't ever do nothing for people blah blah and then it came out that taylor swift actually gave money to kesha who was on a label under dr luke who she's accused of sexually assaulting her and who owns like all the rights to her music and shit and she was trying to get out of that deal taylor swift gave kesha the money to hold her down during that ordeal that's not just talking and she didn't put a press release out or any of this shit she just did it we wouldn't have known if not for demi lovato shitting on her same way we wouldn't have known that beyonce and jay gave money to black lives matter until people just kept shitting on them and saying they don't do nothing for people and uh, i think it was dream hampton that came out and was like uh the fuck are y'all talking about yes they do right but we ask people to give money altruistically and don't make it a big deal it's not gonna be a pr statement they do that and then we shit on them anyway well we didn't know fuck you right you don't do shit for nobody so that was a big thing um that i thought was ridiculous um also in trying to buy back her masters which almost every single musical act will tell you you need to own your own masters Mm -hmm. she's trying to do that and like artists conspired against her to keep her from getting her masters back including kanye being one of them like she so a victim right there and you could be like well you should have owned it from the well not everybody gets to own their shit from the outset not everybody's mm-hmm. nipsey hustle but many people do buy their shit back eventually yes you know and many people cry foul when they can't that's not new and many black people have done it now i know if the thing is just that well i'm just petty it's happening to black people so now i'm laughing at it happening to a white person i get it um totally understand um but yeah that still doesn't make you right she like she still would be a quote-unquote victim in that situation as well 
so it's just kind of weird to see people like try to take that away as if that didn't happen and then the last thing i'll add for quote-unquote positives or just the double standards um i find it extremely weird when people try to say she's somehow responsible for the behavior of anyone that's her fan online um and this, this is why because one they'll try to say well she needs to tell her fans to do this this and the other online with their behavior on instagram and twitter and shit um in many cases those motherfuckers are fighting with other super fans of other artists Mm -hmm. in many cases so it's not just them fighting against like it's it's like Katy perry said some shit and then we saying some shit back to her and it's a whole ass rivalry it's not just a one-sided thing people want to hop in the middle of a rivalry and be like you're the one that's at fault but it's like both of y'all niggas petty both of y'all was talking shit about each other she just happened to be the one that won now they cool or whatever but i don't know reminds me of another rivalry that was happening but it was on the black side and that was when all the beehive was fighting the fucking navy online every day remember that shit that's two black women rihanna and fucking beyonce and never not once in my motherfucking life have i ever heard a black person say beyonce need to control her fans and rihanna need to go get the navy and get no we laugh at the shit go those niggas are crazy we just don't fuck with them and we move the fuck on somehow only taylor swift was supposed to be responsible for her fucking behavior her fans beyonce fans was ready to fuck they made oh the co-owner's wife of the warriors fucking break down crying and apologize because she leaned over beyonce to ask jay-z for his drink order beyonce ain't asked nobody to do that shit didn't want that shit it suddenly came about everything except what happened and nobody said beyonce needs to tell her fans to get in control it's her fault that's all they you don't have to do that you know so what i would like to see and i think also with with taylor swift what happened too she's in country music she's got her start in country music now she's Mm -hmm. pop Mm -hmm. and so my guess is she didn't want to rock the boat with her country people and she was scared the same way a lot of people were scared but then as they get older they start coming out the box you know who else did that beyonce did that beyonce and this is not to say she didn't have these leanings but her music got progressively more and more beyonce and she got progressively more and more comfortable being herself as most of us do these people start out as fucking child stars come on and then they and then we expect them to be woke for every single second there that they're alive all the way to the end right some people are gonna have an awakening slowly and surely you know i don't know where the fucking destination is gonna be for taylor swift more than any other fucking one of these artists but i find it funny that we have that scrutiny for her in a way that we just don't have for everybody you know so i find that interesting um as far as things that i think you know she's been fucked up on i mean i think it was fucked up that she like she sues the fuck out of people like uh artists and like i think she even sued a podcast for like some like maybe playing parody music or something some weird shit that she like that was weird um you know she's um uh obviously kept that petty ass beef going with katie perry where she could have ended okay. that shit at any point um the um you know people don't like that she's i mean it didn't bother me but some people were like you had people twerking in your video and that was that time where they was trying to 
make it seem like anyone that had black women turking in their video was making fun of black women i didn't i saw the video i didn't think that's what she was saying i thought she was saying i wish i could twerk and i can't uh because i'm awkward and goofy um but whatever take that with what you want if you if you decide to be offended by that that's cool um but it i don't know she for the most part been kind of harmless maybe you could be mad she didn't speak up sooner but like most people at that age aren't that fucking outspoken no matter how big their platform is it takes a while for you go to balls and i know after she seen them dixie chicks she was up there like mm, i don't know about this i don't know about this shit yeah uh and yeah marlene her and Katy perry cool now supposedly um so yeah i don't know man i don't know what she did that was so evil that made her be like you can't fuck with taylor swift or or she you know what i mean there's nothing she can do right i don't know there's so many people that have done to me way worse that kind of deserve that disdain in a way that i don't know she just didn't do it now i know now there's also this one caveat i would throw out there before y'all write me a fucking letter um because i literally um am not even a fan of this person i just think i just find her to be an interesting case study there is one thing that uh uh that i do find interesting about this is that when um when when people put all these words to this shit and spend all this time like trying to find maliciousness and shit that hasn't really been proven yet and she may prove it at one day but as of right now i don't find that she's proven this like that deserves this malicious like intent title that we're giving her that people are giving her you could always just say i don't like that bitch and end it yeah but people don't want to do that because once you do that there's no reason to argue what, what happened debate. to that what yeah. happened to that to not liking somebody just i don't like them i don't know why i just don't fucking like them all right yeah uh steven i'm glad you brought this up this is another point i wanted to get to because and this is not to personally insult you steven but i find what you said to be a critique people level and i think it's i don't like this critique when people say this person is not is not authentic they're fake they're inauthentic how they're a celebrity you don't actually know them they're selling you a product you don't know them that how can someone be fake you know what it's like um and i only see that level when people don't like somebody like they never say that about somebody they like only people they don't like are just fake and it's just another way of saying i don't like that bitch because you don't have a like no one can prove falseness or realness right with someone you don't know Mm-mm. we don't have personal relationships with these people the only people i can tell are actually fake are people i know in real life and i'm like that motherfucker right there is not like that because i've been around them enough to know that's not them right now you know but only but like you know what people used to accuse and probably still do beyonce of being fake yes remember when after the super bowl performance we read that article on here from that fucking woke ass professor dude that basically said she was just co-opting black lives matter and making it uh and that wasn't her the real her and it's just about trying to capitalize off of racial animus in america and you know and and i'm like how do you get to say that for her you know um beyonce's also sued people for taking pictures of her and putting them out where she don't look flattering 
you know made them take it down somebody put a rumor out there about her pregnancy she fucking sued the pants off of that person so i get you have to protect your image it's not just for black women it's for everybody that's on that level you feel like somebody lying about you cardi had to do it like somebody lying on me i might not be nice about this shit but more importantly what the fuck is real versus fake when i'm selling you a product you know like you can listen to this podcast and feel like you know me and karen but you don't really know us like that like you don't know us because you don't you're not in our lives like that you know we try to be as authentic as possible but Mm -hmm. this is still via the medium of a product you know you sit at a table with us and we're not on we're just hanging out it might not be as entertaining but that's us you know you see us in a restaurant reading our fucking tablets think looking like we're not talking to each other that's us too you know there's a lot of shit that we say when it comes to the to the show that's like yeah that's not for the show that's just for us right like we have and talk about certain things like yeah that has nothing to do with y'all right so i think there's that element of it that doesn't get um discussed enough which is that you can call anyone fake but what's real then who's real oh let me guess the people you like are real lizzo's real megan the stallion's real right all the people we like are real miley cyrus fake uh (laughs) right like it's so it's just another way of saying you don't like somebody you know um i mean do i think lizzo's playing the flute everywhere and megan stallion's constantly in a 24 7 hour twerk i don't know i would assume not but i mean when they're selling me a product that's what they do they're gonna be on instagram twerking it up because that's the fuck you famous for i don't know them you know i i might meet them and they be totally different you know i mean you hope not but it might be different than the mat what i have in my mind for that person right you know so i just i don't know it was just something that's been on my heart lately because and she's just a a case study of a bigger problem like people are going to get stuck on it being taylor swift because that's the fucking point literally people become fucking idiots about this shit yes and you know and i think for a lot of people because uh you know a lot of white racist people basically took her and bashed people upside the head Mm -hmm. it's like well fuck you forever then bitch it's aisha curry in the hotels all over again right like aisha curry didn't really say nothing to be down with the hotels but enough of them niggas started holding her up as a perfect icon of black womanness that it starts turning other people against her that really don't give a fuck about aisha curry but by the end of the day it's like fuck that bitch too and it's like well how did that happen well enough motherfuckers was throwing her in my face and maybe that's what it is with taylor swift you know Mm -hmm. because um the thing for me that i think really made her seem to be like the the topic that i would not want to broach was really when everything happened after kanye and white people gathered around her in a way that was so like infantilizing of her mm-hmm. and so like demonizing of uh not just kanye but like people that felt like you know uh beyonce should have won that award and all this shit you know and i'm like well i can agree beyonce had a better video single la- ladies is one of the best videos of all time i can't get down with admonishing this woman for her work when she ain't have nothing to do with that she didn't pick the winner that's like she just won an award that's it you know i remember when adele won people got mad at that when adele was like i wish i could like break this and give you this trophy and people was mad at that shit 
i'm like I don't, what do you want them to say they see the same thing we do this this motherfucker is much better and the queen of this shit and they keep giving us awards because we white i don't know what else to tell you you know so it's just kind of like um i don't know it's just interesting as a case study of her but i don't i don't know i'm just i'll be against you know i'm not even trying to be contrarian on this i'm just being honest i'm just gonna have to be the one that's left off of the fucking you know the cool kids club of hating taylor swift because i just don't fucking get it it's too it's too far it's too much you know i get that she's a white woman and problematic and all the ways white women right are prone to be problematic Agreed. even good ones and all this type of shit but god damn it's like she do something good and people be mad like what they be like taylor swift saved a puppy fuck that bitch you be like well god damn yeah not so. that i don't got people like that but you know yeah i don't know shit celebrity shit is just so weird for me because i don't really subscribe to any of them they like take the entertainment leave the other shit if Correct. they do something good cool they do something bad that's fucked up but the whole like i have to defend everything these people do or i have to attack everything this person does i mean maybe it's fun for people but i don't know for me it just seems so corny like yeah and 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 over over the years uh i can truly say i've kind of i've kind of calm, i don't know if it's being older or turning 40 i've kind of calmed down from that and come to the realization that shit ain't that important like it literally is not that important um and i think that and i will continue to say this some people the social part of social media from people for, for some people is arguing that's mm. the social part so i have to turn everything into an argument and everything into a debate and if i just flat out come out and sound like that bitch that's the, that's the end of the conversation that's the end of the debate so i gotta come up with all these other things that constantly keep the conversation going you know versus just flat say that because once you say that you know most people any reasonable person will ain't gonna take you seriously and they're gonna tap out of the conversation yeah i guess uh i don't know man it's just certain things i'm starting to look at and be looking at people you know like you look at people and you're like you're not really my vibe Mm-mm. you know and that's one of the things that reminds me is like like there's people that really do say and do a lot of fucked up shit mm-hmm. and i get it you know but then there's like this social tide on certain things where um i just have to be the odd man out because it would be untrue to who i am to be like let me just ride along because it's the fun thing to do right let me just hop on this wave because y'all think it's and i'm and keep in mind i'm down with the jokes i'm always down to clown but it's like some of this shit is the vitriol goes too far and it's like y'all really mad about this shit it's not really important yeah i was here for the jokes I'm nothing like, actually I, happened i'm like oh y'all serious and i'll tap out i was here for the funny games yeah but you know and there's and and and, and i just want to mark this up too before somebody because i know these people that hate taylor swift are very irrational and they'll write in or they'll start saying shit that's not true about me if you motherfucking get ready to write up here about some oh you defending taylor swift but uh uh black women you know that's a goddamn fucking lie like i had the same conversation about beyonce a million times um we're not doing that you know this is the way i see it man it's to me it's the same with a lot of people it's just there's people that have fucked up and i get why enough momentum has gone against them and then there's people where i'm like y'all just don't like that motherfucker like they not as fucked up as y'all saying you know like there's people who are way more fucked up than them that get a lot of slack 
and this person is actually trying to do better you know so we'll see where she goes i mean she's a white woman i expect her to fuck up again and us to be talking about it again at some point but i don't know man for all this shit to the point where motherfuckers was on kim and kanye's side this and i was like y'all y'all have really gotten on some other shit lately i know right you know and i started asking people specifically like what is she doing that's so fucked up and it wasn't a lot of answers you know because that's the, that's the thing like i'm and i didn't do it like gotcha bitch <laughs> i asked them sincerely to be like know, right? you wrote a paragraph about what what she is that's so fucked up about her what did she do because it's like i just think you should admit you're wrong wrong in what what was she wrong about like this nigga did lie he did leave out i'm gonna call you a bitch and have me in laying in a bed fucking you and shit in my video i don't know i might feel differently about that you know like what like what exactly am i getting caught in as you know i don't like Katy perry she don't like me it might not be a i have to admit i was wrong for that moment we don't like each other and now we cool we figured we squashed it somehow you know it might not be so cut and dry show me where she had to be wrong and we all agree it's not gonna happen so all right man anyway uh what else is going on should i get it you know what yeah let's do some fucking with black people uh although i'm sure there's certain black people that feel fucked with by that taylor swift segment (laughs) (laughs) they gave us a (laughs) hundred We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe, find different arguments, make us feel fucked with, and we'll sign point scores of zero to hundred. Intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. Hey, let's see who is fucking with us today. Um, <laughs> speaking of fucking up, white women that we don't like white comedian says she lost movie role over old blackface comedy sketch hmm. i think i know exactly who you're talking about article funny girl sarah silverman just confessed that she got blowback from wearing blackface for a comedy sketch from her now canceled show and it cost her a role in the upcoming film silverman revealed on the bill simmons podcast back in 2007 on the sarah silverman program she wrote she wore blackface and regrets it and she's now feeling the backlash over that decision i recently was going to do a movie a sweet part then at 11 p.m the movie uh the night before they fired me because they saw a picture of me in blackface from that episode i didn't fight it she admitted on the simmons podcast according to the hollywood reporter now wait why well, is this man oh i see okay 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 she recently admitted this she did it back in 2007 okay cool 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 but Silverman said the reality of that choice stung while using the moment to shade the person who replaced her they hired someone else who was wonderful but who has never stuck their neck out it was so disheartening it just made me real real sad because i really kind of devoted my life to making it right silverman criticized the corrective nature of comedy culture now set calling it a dangerous place for comedians who have aired in the past with questionable material i mean you're saying it on the boston sports guys show so i mean i'm assuming it's a pretty sympathetic audience i think it's really scary and it's a very odd thing that it's invaded the left primarily and the right will mimic it silverman said she added it's like if you're not on board if you say the wrong thing if you had a tweet once everyone is like throwing the first stone it's so odd it's a 
perversion it's really look how righteous i am and now i'm gonna press refresh all day long to see how many likes i get for in my righteousness it's okay to go wow look at this back then that was so fucked up looking at it in the light of today of what we know but to hold that person accountable as it accountable if they've changed with the times like for me i held myself accountable i can't erase what I, that i did that but i can only be changed forever and do what i can to make it right for the rest of my life she said uh she said a comedian shouldn't be defined by their jokes of the past if i look back at my old self and don't cringe there's something wrong because if you're putting yourself out there it's not going to be timeless um nah this is why i don't like it i do and i agree with a lot of what she said i really Mm do i really do this is not to go back on everything i'm saying i do agree people fuck up it's held against you we are now in the climate of you fucked up it's forever cool but at the same time if one of the consequences of you doing that shit is that somebody don't want to work with you now it's kind of just Par for the par, that's kind of just what it is right nobody owes you that they don't have to hire you they don't have to keep you on that's the sad part about doing some fucked up shit like that and it absolutely could happen to anyone uh that has made a mistake now that we have all this shit but you know there's like a, a dichotomy to this there's a there's a timeline of this like you do that shit you get called out you double down you then you just ignore it for a while and then you come around on it and go all right i was wrong for that i regret it shouldn't have did it okay well other people have to go through their process and they may be like for either the publicity of it we don't want you on a project and then we got to explain this shit you did Mm -hmm, we don't want to deal with it yeah or and then also you're talking about atonement in your eyes it doesn't mean you atone to everybody else's eyes and this is what i was saying we talked about this all last week but forgiveness is selfish sometimes you got to forgive yourself and i don't mean that in a selfish like fuck everybody else i forgive myself but like if you truly forgive yourself then you can move on knowing that yeah there's some things i lost from that that i will continue to lose but that's just that's just part of i fucked up that's just a part of this sin that i committed kind of and i think that's a more healthy way to look at it than to be like you know look what's happening in the comedy right now man you can't even do nothing if you ever did blackface like yeah yeah y'all like that all right that alt comedy scene was a lot of white people ironically doing blackface and saying nigger jokes and surprise once black people became aware of it and aware of you we don't like that shit you don't get to just tell us it's funny because it made a room full of white people laugh and that's really what it comes down to you know so so i you know i that's really the basis of all the sketch and all that shit was like what if i ironic we all know it's it's basically the louis ck stuff where you're like white people love louis ck and, and he's the only one that makes jokes about the n-word that i'll you know that i think are so smart and all this he's the only white comic y'all said that we didn't say that you start asking black people how we feel about louis ck and his use of the n-word it's gonna be way fucking different just because chris rock sit in the room with him and laugh at it doesn't mean every black person is obligated to give him some sort of a pass that's it all you know and i think that's what she realizing and bumping up against and that's why she's fucked with but 
and i do understand she's centering herself as all of us do because it happened to her and, and these consequences of it but um yeah i'm not fucked with at all by this zero you lost something it happens you know you was out you was wilding the fuck out with that blackface shit it's not like in 2007 we didn't know it was offensive you know so i can i agree with some of the things that she said too but my biggest thing is that only time will tell and for the fact that you gave shade which means you were hurt which means did you truly completely go through this process Mm -hmm. uh so for me i'm going to give it a 75 just for the fact that uh i'm i'm fuck with for the fact that she acts like the other person getting the job Mm. like like they got this job because i fucked up right okay you fucked up you admitted you fucked up but it's more to you just admitting you fucked up you have what does i'm sorry mm -hmm. go ahead you have to accept you fucked up and like you said you have to admit that there's going to be some losses but you know what you will be all right like it's not like you're going homeless or without uh so that's why i give it a 75 um because it is what it is and now you know what it is so it's not like you're stupid and and what does fucking the other person never stuck their neck out there mean are you saying they never did blackface and said nigger like so what that's sticking your neck out in comedy that's like the reef okay now i'm getting fucked with but the reframing in comedy of this like i do something racist and offensive and that's edgy that's what that's real comedy when the fucking world is already racist and offensive is not actually doing anything fucking significant Mm -mm. you made other white people laugh at your nigger shit i don't give you credit for that Mm -mm. you know you don't get any you're not a martyr you did that for money and attention and laughs and you thought it was cool because you didn't fucking know anybody outside of that circle that would say hey this is fucked up man and you shouldn't do it or if you did know them you just fucking roll past them like i'm gonna do it anyway i'm sarah silverman so yeah you might be paying consequences for that in 2019 and you didn't get a part you ain't broke you got a whole hulu special about about like forgiveness and reforming like if part of that is also embracing the consequences that's like that's the part missing now i don't know what she does on her hulu show Mm-mm. maybe maybe they do talk about that but to me you skipped over this part where you got to pay the consequences in order for there to be progress some people got to get off the fucking podium and this is one of those situations where you got to just get off the podium it can't be about you even i recently lost this job because of some stupid shit i did in 2007 and i mean look that's that's sad i wanted to do that part but you know i'm sad that i lost out on that the lesson here don't do blackface kids if you're coming up in comedy it's not it's not really that funny Mm-mm. you know you still making yourself the victim then all right now now i'm a little bit skeptical of your whole point you know anyway i do move it up now i'm at least 50 fucked with because that shit wasn't funny when it happened i remember Mm-mm. i had a friend that was a big sarah silverman fan and i watched uh some of her show you know and i was like it's all right uh, you know it wasn't for me really it was very alt comedy comedy it was very like weird wacky you know type of shit that i was like i don't know maybe you gotta be from boston i, I don't know he was from boston he was white you know it was for him oh uh, and then of course you know the whole like sarah silverman so hot thing so you got the white dudes that 
you know it's like are you are you enjoying the are you think she's funny you just want to fuck her I, I can't tell right um but uh yeah i remember that one of the episodes i watched was that blackface shit and i was like this isn't even it's just it's just like it's the kind of joke anyone it's like dave Chappelle's transphobia joke so you're like anyone could have made these jokes and they're not actually funny it's it's almost beneath you if you claim to be funny this is all this is actually not clever it's only clever if you're a white person that has never fucking thought about this shit and so to me i was like oh okay so she's just not that funny and move the fuck on you know but um yeah it sounds like she just ain't never been around nobody that told her to her face this shit ain't funny to me until lately and she hasn't embraced that she's like well yeah it just wasn't funny it was a mistake but like i shouldn't have to like pay for it right and that's why i gave it a 75 because initially i was going to give it a 100 but i do agree with some of the things she said yeah uh but like i said it's 75 because you the way you sounded mm -mm, mm -mm, yeah mm -mm. you sound like you didn't want to deal with the consequences of it right like it's everybody else's fault correct all right let's go to the next one the white woman under fire after expecting a watered down slave story on a plantation visit a white couple took a trip to a southern plantation with the expectations of beautiful views and a light easy trip their plantation of choice mcleod plantation or mcleod plantation in charleston south carolina however the couple we might have to go check that out the couple uh received what most people would expect a history lesson on slavery and actual facts about the plantation as gruesome and disturbing as they come this however offended the woman forced her to leave an embarrassing review of her experience <laughs> two stars i my, thought they were happy slaves my husband and i were extremely disappointed in this tour we didn't come to hear a lecture on how the white people treated slaves we came to get this history of a southern plantation to get a tour of the house and grounds it's a fucking plantation she wanted the history of the plantation karen but not the but not the history of the plantation i guess Ooh, look at the happy niggas plucking the flowers <laughs> the fuck is this but like what would the history of the plantation be without talking about slavery right this wood was taken from a birch tree and they made the fence out of this they sung and danced and praised their masters all day long well that's still talking about the slaves i think she was hoping for a slave free explanation to just oh the tree the the tree became the tree became the fence magically through forest elves who just who just the tree (laughs) who just you know tilled the cotton keep the slavery out of my plantation right <laughs> i thought this had some ethical slavery going on here right <laughs> them crackers <laughs> uh the tour guide was so radical about slave treatment we felt we were being lectured and bashed about slavery because you've never been taught about it so you think learning is an attack on your brain because you because because all of a sudden your your empathy kicks in and you can't help it and you're like oh this is terrible this is horrible why are you making me feel things mm-hmm. let me guess you were triggered by learning my ancestors were supposed to come with trigger warning slavery my ancestors were sicily were from sicily never owned slaves and my husband was german none of his ever owned slaves then why do you feel so fucking attacked because you're learning if anything you should be the white people on there pointing to other white people like see y'all nasty ass ancestors but no from this 
i am by far not a racist or against all americans having equal rights but this is my vacation and now we're crossing all plantation tours off our list it was just not what we expected i'll go back to louisiana and see some real plantations that are so much more enjoyable to tour because you're not fucking touring you're probably just walking around fucking picking the flowers nobody's actually giving you a tour if they are they're giving you a half-ass tour uh zero to a hundred karen hundred fuck her yeah uh i'm gonna actually go dracarys on this one um going to a goddamn plant uh, did you did you have your wedding there too <laughs> oh my god that's so ridiculous right i was just not expecting slavery to come up what are these why people? are they talking about these black folks what are these people even talking about this is just too much um eating them and shit what <laughs> they own what do you mean they own them what the fuck is this i thought they were just saying some negro spirituals i didn't know they was out here slaving them raping them and shit what, what is this and they began the brutal detail too they was talking about what actually happened wow mm, give me facts and shit no i Mm-mm. reject i prefer a lie please let um, me live in the matrix a black man was about to buy a cop's house then he found a kkk application in the bedroom reasonable yesterday my wife and i uh met up with our realtor in holton to uh do a walkthrough of a property that she sent to us that was comparable to this house and had more acreage hey is this just a youtube video of him talking about it i thought it was the news all right i'll read it the confederate flag placemat on the dining room table was rob mathis first hint that something was off inside the home he was thinking of buying this must be the same dude that asked my dad to cut his grass or whatever <laughs> bold shows just put on these chains and then go on out there till the lower 40 thanks boy uh i thought to myself wouldn't it be funny if this was a clansman's house he said previously mathis and his wife Rena, uh Raina, Raina, sorry Raina had been uh ready to make an offer on the five-bedroom house they viewed on wednesday in Holton, Michigan, a small township of less than 3,000 people in Muskegon County. Uh, they thought the house on the 22-acre wooded lot, uh, about an hour outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan, would give them enough space to entertain their children and grandchildren. Then Mathis walked into the NASCAR-decorated garage to see not one but two Confederate flags and what his wife would tell him was the home of a police officer. Michigan, guys. Now, I don't know if you guys checked, but Michigan was not exactly, um, on the Confederate side of the Confederate War. Uh, the civil war yeah it's, it's funny how shit leaves the mason dixon line like i keep yeah. saying that but people act like slavery only happened in the south like that shit ain't up in boston it ain't up in chicago it ain't out in uh california to act like that shit just nowhere but the goddamn south yeah um interesting interesting you just uh i guess he he's rooting for the away team huh um when the family and the real estate agent went upstairs to check out the bedrooms Matthews and his son noticed a lone wooden plaque holding an aged yellow document once the father and son got closer they realized oh wow they discussed to realize that it was an application to the kkk it's i said oh my god let's go and get out of here right now walking through a home of a police officer with kkk memorabilia rattled Matthews, who struggled to grapple with what he's seen in the clan house 
i feel sick to my stomach knowing that i walked it to the home of one of the most racist people in muskegon hiding behind his uniform possibly harassing people of color in different nationalities he wrote on facebook in response muskegon announced on tuesday oh thursday that the police department opened an internal investigation after a social media post was brought to their attention uh accusing the officer of being in possession of certain items associated with white supremacy group no matter ain't gonna do nothing uh certain items associated with being in a white supremacy group did i hear that right Mm-hmm. spider-man spider-man does whatever a spider can spins a web any size catches seeds just like flies look out here comes the spider-man which white supremacy group the police or the kkk sound like he's a member of two white supremacy groups from my calculation now maybe i'm tripping i mean if he was able to work as a police officer and be a member of the kkk and y'all weren't able to notice because his actions weren't any different than the other police officers it would lend itself to believe that the actions of a white supremacist are quite in line with the actions of a police officer maybe it's just me maybe i'm tripping i don't know um the homeowners i uh the homeowner was identified by local media as charles anderson a 48 year old officer the city of muskegon request your pages we thoroughly investigate this case <laughs> okay the did you did you apply for the kkk uh i mean there's a backup plan if i didn't get in here i mean shit uh the police uh, department uh, i mean i need a part-time job i can't be a police officer all the time i mean all i want was uniform look i am a police officer you know because i out of love okay but the kkk that's my pleasure the police oh, <laughs> the police department could not be reached for comment late thursday uh of course not uh <laughs> call 911 say some black people acting up then you can get in contact with them um by the way anderson a police officer who was cleared of fatally shooting a black man in 2009 ordered a brief response to the offered a brief response to the allegations on m live they said not to talk about it that's what they told me because it's under internal investigation they said not to make a statement so he has killed a black person in the line of duty y'all what are the odds of that still working police officer's wife rachel told wood that she rejected the question of whether her husband was a member of the kkk no he's not no no he can't say anything right now i wish we could because it would probably set a lot of things straight unless this motherfucker was uh gonna star in black Klansman too it's nothing to say straight like is this the plot to the sequel we doing it again <laughs> oh my god what? we doing it we doing it all over again y'all we we back <laughs> guess who's back back again oh man I'm gonna just call up to the KKK, get him on the line, and go ahead and uh, start this sequel. With the right white man, we can do anything. Somebody call John David Washington and uh, see if we can, uh, you know, get this shit popping. Okay, 
we about to we about to get all the money spike you might not have won the first one but you just didn't have the right police department right white officer but my mouth to god's ears i really hate those nigger rats and anyone else really that doesn't have pure white aryan blood running through their veins i'm happy to be talking to a true white american god bless white america uh um ah, ah. while the time they exited um oh wait the incident in michigan comes amid a recent uptick in law enforcement and government agencies like uh from the st louis police to the state department addressing allegations of officers and other officials accused of promoting white supremacy racism or violence by the time he exited the police officer's home around 3 p.m wednesday mathis said he felt violated by the open displays of racism the couple was told the homeowner collected antiques like the ones inside the home but the mathis family maintains the cop knew exactly what he's doing showing off pieces of kkk and confederate memorabilia uh i would say that their realtor was white because if they had a black one they would across they'd have crossed that house off the list yeah because how dare you take some black people up in there think it's all good because you've seen the shit before i did i'd have cussed them smooth out the realtor gotta be fired the fact that they didn't make them take everything down when showing the home i have watched flip this house okay right. they tell you the that truth. is not how you do it if you want to sell it you get rid of all that shit oh oh i'd have been on that relative's ass the fuck is this man this would have been a better plot for the intruder <laughs> his wife Raina mathis who was hispanic recalled the station as uncomfortable uh the situation as uncomfortable she said she her family collects items from the detroit red wings and the university of michigan because they're proud of these affiliations which is why she questions how you could keep racist items up in this home if he didn't associate with them right yeah i got some memorabilia you guys can look around this room and see there's a uh, the millennium falcons behind me uh there's amazing spider-man decal there's a death star for star wars over there by karen and uh oh my kkk robe uh <laughs> slightly off camera to the right you guys can't see that but i just collect you know i'm just a nerd about these things um sometimes you want to get like a, a swastika you know and just maybe hot put it over your tv in the house no because hey we're just collecting old things Do, they have no value to me Mm-mm. okay i'm just a fan you thought i was a fan of star wars no i'm a fan of just collecting things okay so that's all it is um yeah and they they go on and on about how upset they were and stuff um yeah somebody somewhere should have been like do you want to sell this house you must not we don't put take that shit down the discovery of anderson's racist collection has cast a new light on a nearly decade-old fatal shooting anderson was pursuing 23 year old julius johnson during a traffic stop september 23rd 2009 man according to the findings of an investigation from the county's prosecutor johnson beat anderson in the head which caused the police officer who said he feared for his life to shoot and kill the black man johnson's sister tanisha phillips initially told investigators she heard her brother beg for his life before anderson shot him the prosecutor later cleared anderson of wrongdoing and eventually charged phillips with lying to the police prompting protests from johnson's family and the naacp according to him live eric hood the president of the naacp uh in muskegon county uh has now called for a comprehensive look at anderson dealing with people of color we want a thorough investigation well yeah of course um mm-hmm. yeah and this could have been evaded if you just put your shit up but you had to show it on display now you bring it up oh shit it wasn't an easy decision for the mathises to publicize their experience Raina mathis worried about their family safety but was eventually convinced by her husband that they needed to speak out 
resulting in an overwhelming response on social media i hope for the community if his intentions are good he does not need to be a police officer we and all minorities are in harm's way if that's the case um yeah they're very brave to do this especially if he's part of the kkk um so you know because that might put them in danger uh zero to a hundred karen 100 okay i will give this dracars as well this is dracars past 100 okay 100 is not good enough um a fucking kkk application along with three confederate flags and you in michigan and you letting people see your house and you're a police officer dracars you gotta be out your motherfucking mind um all right um this has been long enough guys um <laughs> let's get into sword ratchetness okay i want this you guys been fun i did have a good time uh hopefully uh you know hopefully i reach some people about tay tay okay i hope so hopefully some people get that hate out their heart okay we don't Put have your to snakes away we don't have to be we don't have to be sheep guys we can be our own people um all right <laughs> sword ratchetness time And of course i went to the wrong segment you know what <laughs> went to the wrong section of my uh pocket app <laughs> y'all got the real sound effect today oh yeah this is my made-up version the the uh title was cutting the food yesterday it was pretty good though that's what it sounded like to me a man armed with a samurai sword shot dead after a queensland home siege a man has reportedly been shot dead by police after standoff at a home southwest of brisbane a police spokeswoman confirmed officers were called to a disturbance on cassowary street in dulandela around uh 528 520 5.2 a.m what 5 5 20 a.m okay on monday uh saying they were editors what's your editors well, i guess in australia they must write time different anyway uh on and on, on monday said they were involved in a standoff with the man people would not police would not confirm the reports the man was shot dead after making threats with a samurai sword um it's believed there were children at the home at the time police have blocked off part of the street so i guess we'll get an update on this at some point mm-hmm. but sound like motherfucker had some hostages and a sword and police had to do what they had to do mm-hmm. to get him up out the paint okay um all right guys that is it for today we'll be back probably tomorrow or wednesday depending on how we feel yep and uh thank you guys for listening um and thank you karen for being here you're welcome and i'm sorry i didn't understand right away what you were saying about the white people and mm-hmm. the lgbt community stuff mm-hmm. but uh i'm glad that we uh you, you you explained it enough so i could finally understand yeah and, and no no on top of that thank you for allowing me to uh clarify because somebody else may have had the same questions that you have and i know sometimes when i say things i might not be as detailed as i should at times and you know you pluck my brain bad enough you know i, I i'll finally get to the root of it yeah i just wanted to understand and i appreciate you explaining it. i think a lot of times people hear that stuff and they get defensive but that's just how i am where i'm like i don't understand this explain it because this is what i'm seeing this is what i'm hearing is this what you're saying and you know i think a lot of times with my personality people think 
that's like a gotcha moment like right i'm gonna jump on your shit now oh you don't know what the fuck you talking about like it's not that i just want to understand because if i can understand then maybe we agree or disagree but at least i know exactly what you meant as opposed to me assuming shit and not knowing what the fuck happened or even worse somebody in the audience assuming some shit and writing up here we're gonna get enough stuff anyway you know, <laughs> we got people out here calling us weird because of how we feel about <laughs> xbox we got people that's go uh you know they gonna be mad about the taylor swift shit i know mm-hmm. somebody gonna write some ignorant shit about the taylor swift shit taking me all out of context and all this <laughs> shit. i already know what's gonna happen so at least we don't have to ever worry about doing it to each other all right until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.